Hi, welcome to another episode of Not Another Bad Movie Podcast with me, Megan Tripp. Today we have a returning guest, the host of Media Evil. It's Sarah If Decker. Hey, Sarah. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being back. Yeah. Got a fun movie today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was funny. We did very minimal Googling around this movie and... We can't tell if it's more of an asylum kind of movie where it's making fun of an existing property or riffing off of it or something, or if it's just a student film. (laughs) It looks like it might actually be a student film. I feel like the budget of this movie was maybe like, I I don't know, 10 or $20,000, maybe less. (laughs) (laughs) That seems very possible. In particular, there's a thing that I guess they must do to movies to make the quality of the film not have that weird kind of soap opera realism. If yeah, you know what I, I mean by know. that. And I don't know if it's lighting, maybe? Yeah. And whatever it is that they do, that was not done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, I'll, I don't know, maybe learn a bit about filmmaking and I'll be able to say, oh, it's, you know, the shutter speed i mean no one uses film anymore so who knows what that is in terms of digital (laughs) right i mean now it's just all a computer so yeah (laughs) and i also do not know anything about filmmaking so (laughs) so i have like two post-its worth of uh notes (laughs) i have three typed pages of notes for some reason (laughs) all right one of us is an academic and (laughs) one of us isn't do you want to guess which one's which? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, my notes are not that coherent, nor are they that detailed. But <laughs> to be fair to you, the movie isn't that coherent and the plot isn't that detailed. So <laughs> those are also both true. <laughs> we. Oh, hello. <laughs> And that is Carmen, a frequent guest on all podcasts on which I host and guest on. (laughs) Carmen has thoughts. Carmen did not like this movie. Uh, We start in outer space because, of course, and there's an astronaut and he reports that there are high degrees of radiation because why give a number to that? (laughs) Yeah, I did not expect this to start in space. Yeah, I thought, oh, is it aliens? It's not. It's like solar flares or asteroids. I'm not sure. Yeah, it definitely took me a while to figure out exactly what was happening with that, especially because there are periodic things going off that look like bombs, but I guess those are solar flares. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And I also definitely had a moment where I was like, shoot, am I watching the right movie? (laughs) Yeah, because at first there's a woman in Heathersfield and she's like investigating a loud sound, which I guess was an asteroid or something. Though you don't, you never see the asteroid, you just see like the effects of it. Yeah. So it could be a solar flare, who knows? But there's a dead bird, so there seems to be some radiation or a virus or something. And then she's convulsing, and then Owen comes and gets her. Owen's going to be important later, so that he gets a name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he takes her to the house, and she convulses, and then she dies, and then she gets boils, and then she attacks him. As you do. 
I also do want to mention that there are donkeys that they have. And I think the donkeys are the real unsung heroes of this movie. <laughs> How so? Uh, really just in that, like, I just want to like pour one out for the donkeys because they probably got eaten by zombies and I feel bad for them. Oh, I guess yeah. it's just that. <laughs> they were kind of cute. Yeah, they're very I don't, cute. I don't remember seeing them later, so you might be right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The donkeys don't come back. Oh, no. <laughs> moment of silence for the the donkeys <laughs> <laughs> also owen um seems to take a long time to kind of realize that his wife is dying i felt <laughs> yeah no one's like super helpful in this movie in terms of like first aid no no <laughs> one has any basic skills no <laughs> <laughs> so is it already then after this that we just jump over to London? Yeah. So we're in London. We're in some cafe. This There's like the British waitress barista lady and her boss are chatting. And then there's like some American dude there that she decides to hit on for some reason. Well, he has a map that shows that he's going to go to Heathersfield. And that's her hometown. And so she's like, oh, that's cool. He wants to go to my hometown. <laughs> he knows what's up. <laughs> His cousins are in my hometown, which probably means that we're like fourth cousins. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Just vague assumptions I make about small towns in England. <laughs> <laughs> or small towns in general. Right. Yeah. That like, yeah, you're, you're probably like distant cousins. Just think about that for a second. Hey, if it's further than, what, is it second or third? You should be fine, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Medieval kings did it all the time. <laughs> you would know. <laughs> <laughs> Look how well they turned out. <laughs> uh, let's see. She uh, she pressures him into getting a full English breakfast, which I'm on board with. Everyone should get a full English breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, I like um, some British food. I know it gets a lot of hate around the world, but... I cannot get behind the full English. Like, my mom loves it. You know, she grew up with it. Uh, she was born and raised in London. But uh, I had it, I mean, maybe I just didn't have it at the right place, but I had it at, like, an airport once, and it was, like, the slimiest tomatoes, and they were, like, hot. And I'm like, why do I want hot tomatoes? Why is that a thing? I'm a fan of a good full English. There's this uh, place that I used to stay. There's a well, there's this hotel in Earl's Court in London that I used to stay at when I was in London with my parents and could actually afford to stay in real hotels and not the horror places with small box-like rooms that I now stay in when I'm in London on my own. <laughs> um, and there, and right near there, there is a place with a really good English breakfast. Yeah, it might just be <laughs> knowing where to go. Yeah. So yeah, I felt I felt fondly toward the full English breakfast and agreed that they should definitely get a full English breakfast as a hangover cure. Yeah, I, I think, you know, most like greasy diner food kind of stuff is really what is a go to in such a situation. Right, exactly. So they get four plates of it. Yeah. And then I think she gets one, too, so she can talk to them for some reason. I don't. No, if she gets one. She takes she her break, like, right oh, after she right. serves them. And then instead, I guess they don't really have, like, a break room or whatever. So she just sits in the cafe and is talking on her cell phone. Right. Which seems slightly odd. And also, like, felt a little depressing. But... <laughs> 
but yeah, so she is talking. I think she's like on the phone with her sister or her parents about coming to Heathersfield. Yeah, this also, weekend. Yes. And she's like making eyes at the guy like, I'll be around this weekend because you're going to Heathersfield. <laughs> maybe it's just that there's like, I mean, maybe it's just that at this point, every single man in Heathersfield, she has, I don't know, either hooked up with or decided not to hook up with. Maybe. <laughs> and so now it's like, well, finally, we got a new one. Although she's living in London. So like lots of people live there. That's true. <laughs> she should be fine. That's true. She does not have to go back to her hometown to find a husband. <laughs> Secret Jane Austen adaptation. <laughs> um, so I guess while she's conveniently taking her break, I guess that's when the zombies start or like there's like the explosions outside uh, and then uh, somebody start and then somebody comes in. Right. Yeah. And they, there's a lot of, you know, shaky cam to get across the fact that the floor is rumbling and things are falling. Yes. And so then you have this person who looks truly horrifically ill and your focus and they're just really like insistent on like, Oh yes, let me just get you a drink of water. Yeah. She has like, soot all over her face from an explosion and she's bleeding yeah a drink of water i mean so even not getting into the zombie thing which technically they don't know yet so fine she clearly if she was just outside in an explosion they should be calling 911 yeah i at one point someone says that they can't get a signal so Mm. i think they can't get through to 999 but like okay or yes the the british version yeah (laughs) I mean, they could call 911 because they're <laughs> Americans and then they wouldn't go through to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yes. The Americans who are sitting there would call 911 and then would realize that they were wrong. Yeah. So it's um, main character who, for some reason, we don't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> and his two guy friends, Gabe and Benny. And uh, his one female friend who is dating Benny. Benny. And I also don't know her name. She's just the girl. (laughs) (laughs) Blonde girl. And they're all Americans, right? Yeah. So they're, yeah. So they're like, they're like all here together on vacation slash he wants to visit this family of his. And at some point, one of them's just like, we came here to support you. And, but we don't know yet what they're supporting him for. Right. Everyone's super vague at the beginning, I guess, to make us more interested in what's happening. It could theoretically have had that effect, yes, of making us more interested in their problems. It, it just made me feel a little confused. I mean, that's always the needle that's, like, really hard to thread, like, making it seem like actual people talking instead of, let's talk in full exposition, explaining while we're, why we're here, even though, obviously, we all know why we're here. <laughs> and then, like, just the super vague, wait, what's going on? <laughs> right. Yeah, and I will say, uh, spoiler alert, I guess, for some future thoughts I have about this movie, but I'm not sure the movie ever manages to make you deeply care about any of the characters. To be fair to the movie, there's not very many like horror zombie movies that do that well. <laughs> True, I, I will give you that. So, um, I guess if it were scarier, we'd let it get away with that. <laughs> right. 
if it were scarier and I don't know. And I, I do feel like at least maybe it like makes a little bit of a difference if you have some reason to actually be confident that you know the names of all of the main characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, the main guy and the waitress who is the kind of main woman, just no clue what their names are. Absolutely none. It could be like a commentary on like, none of us is truly an individual and we can only be known and understood in community and what's a name really mean? <laughs> They're the every man and every woman experiencing the zombies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are of all they are of all names and none. <laughs> They're um, the Adam and Eve of the new world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you have this woman who, I guess they start talking on the radio about how there are these people who are getting sick and you should, you know, keep away from them and quarantine yourself. And then I guess at some point they start realizing that they're not just sick. They are also dangerous, um, which I guess they realize about when she like starts attacking them and bites somebody. <laughs> yeah, she's going after the man who works at the cafe and one of the other customers who isn't friends with the main character is holding her back and um, he gets bitten and then he like snaps her neck, I think. Yeah. And most people, and this will be a consistent problem throughout this movie, most people are really not very quick on the uptake with regard to this whole how zombies work thing. And the fact that they are dangerous and that you need to then do something about it when somebody you know is made zombie. Because so this woman bites him. She clearly had, you know, some zombie happening and then bites him. And then the owner of the cafe, who inexplicably I know his name, his name is Pete. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wrote that down because I guess everyone's yelling like, Pete, no, when he's like got a like cast iron skillet or something out. Oh, sure. And <laughs> is about to kill the guy who just got bit. Well, and he everyone... doesn't try to kill him at first. At first, he's just the man who has been bitten is tearing at his shirt so he can access the wound. Right. Then there's access to the wound. No one tries to dress the wound. I guess they don't oh, really no. have proper dressing there um the main girl says i'll drive you somewhere he doesn't say anything and then he's like bleeding from the nose and sweating profusely and then he asks for a drink of water and then <laughs> pete's finally like he's got it too <laughs> <laughs> yes and then like pete really kind of goes quickly into like okay now we need to defend ourselves and everyone else is like pete no and then me sitting alone, I'm like, yeah, Pete, go, kill the dude. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I also, just in addition to the first aid, okay, shouldn't every restaurant have a basic first aid kit because people in kitchens cut and burn themselves all the time? They probably should, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Pete is fast and loose at his cafe. <laughs> Apparently. I mean, Pete does go for murdering somebody quickly. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, there's Pete no let's try to restrain him. Let's try to outrun him. It's straight to let's use this pan <laughs> on this guy's head. 
Yeah, so maybe Pete just has a vague disregard for human life. <laughs> yeah, Pete has a look on his face after that happens, like, not again. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess at that point, after Pete murders somebody, um, they decide to take off. Yeah, Pete stays behind for some reason, but the rest of them, uh, main character, his friends, and the waitress are running through London trying to get to a parking structure. I think they are not yet on board with Pete's survival plan, which they (laughs) probably should be, but they are not. Yeah. Um, at this point, we see a lot of what I, at this point, still thought was, like, aliens bombing London, but I guess are actually supposed <laughs> to be solar flares that, you know, conveniently managed to hit all of the major landmarks of the city of London. So we get the, like, Big Ben being uh, solar flared and falling apart. Yep. That's how you remember that you're in London. <laughs> I'm not sure I believe that is not stock footage taken from another movie. What? They wouldn't. Not the people from Survivors. <laughs> Authenticity is so important to them. In this movie, that costs $75. <laughs> uh, so they run to the car park to get to her car. Oh, and they have the zombie lady with the baby. Yeah, I watched the first, like, 15 minutes again today, hoping to find people's names, and it didn't work out so well for me. But um, my mom is around, and she's like, why is there only two cars in this parking garage? In London. And I was like, yeah, I was like, maybe everyone evacuated already? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Right, yeah, especially as I, like, this is central London on yeah. what, as far as I can tell, is supposed to be a weekday. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that didn't make a lot of sense. Um, and it's not like one... two o'clock in the morning. It's like, I don't know, probably nine in the morning. Yeah, maybe even a bit later because yeah. the the Americans are definitely, I think, a bit hungover. So probably they're not necessarily quite like getting out and getting going super early. Sure. <laughs> but people should definitely have driven to work by this point. <laughs> yes. So yeah, the absence of cars is kind of bizarre. So yeah, so the only other person that they see in this car park is, I guess there's a few zombies, but including there's a zombie lady who has a baby. And they spend like what's felt like about 10 minutes having an agonizing discussion about what to do about the baby. Yeah, because they don't know if the baby's okay. If the baby's still okay, then should they try to get the baby off of this woman and take it with them? Or is it too late? So the two women want to try and save it. All the men don't want to save it, except for the main character, who I don't think chimes in at all. That's not gendered. (laughs) (laughs) But it turns out the baby also has been infected and makes a little shrieking noise. (laughs) (laughs) The zombie baby, I'm going to give them props, in a better movie would have been legit kind of creepy. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought because this this scene was early enough in the movie before I had lost goodwill, <laughs> I yes. actually kind of liked the scene like this. What are we going to do about the situation and the, you know, the humanity and the horror of it all? Um, and then that baby yeah. makes that crazy shriek. And it's uh, I guess it's supposed to be like disquieting. 
but it's mostly yeah. just uh, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think as I said, in a better movie, it would have been kind of a good horror moment. But and this is just like, oh my god, why are you just sitting there? And then of course the baby's a zombie. Obviously, the first thing she would have done was bite her baby that she's like yeah. carrying, like toting around with her. It's like a little snack. Exactly. <laughs> it's like all wrapped up and everything. It's like, you know, a little, uh, little like Lunchable. <laughs> yeah, it's a baby Lunchable. <laughs> so they finally leave, which again, feels like it takes an eternity. <laughs> um, at this point, I guess the on the radio, they get an explanation for what's going on. Which seems to be that, okay, this is what I wrote down. Intense electromagnetic storms on the sun are violently blasting solar matter into space. And then mutations from solar radiation are making people, in, or I guess the solar radiation is causing mutations which make people zombies. Yeah, and they say something about like, this is beyond any conceivable rate. <laughs> and it just didn't sound like something you might say on the news. No, it did not. Also, I am very much not a scientist. I know nothing about science. The science does not sound to me like it makes even the slightest bit of sense. <laughs> because like with the radiation, like the blistering could happen almost immediately. Sure. Because that's, right. you know, on your skin. But like the fact that it's going to mutate who you are into a different creature that same day is like, I don't know. That seems a little suspect. <laughs> and that then your mutation is, uh, um, is contagious. Like a virus instead right, of radiation. That, <laughs> yeah. So that like you are being genetically mutated, but then you are able to transmit your genetic mutation to other people by biting them. That would be like, if I, bit a monkey and it just its tail dropped off of it or something like right <laughs> that's not how biting works no and and it is not how genetics works <laughs> <laughs> um that that's not how genetic mutations get passed on <laughs> yeah like i don't i don't really remember much about genetics other than that little four square thing but i'm pretty sure that's wrong <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I also do not know a lot about it, about genetics, but I mean, I'm pretty sure that was actually specifically a debate about like whether, not like if they were catch. I no, I guess it's, I guess that was a debate like whether even you could pass certain kinds of like things that happened to you, but that weren't actually in your genes directly onto your children. I guess that's what the debate was, which is not actually relevant to this. This is something that was dumb that no one ever debated. Oh, do you mean like trauma being written into your DNA or something? yeah or like that if you that like apparently people did kind of debate like if something happens to you physically like if you physically I don't know lost your arm and then learned how to live only having one arm like could you pass on being one arm to your child and then and then apparently agreed no absolutely not that's ridiculous <laughs> um. I'm trying to think like does that mean like if you get very like good at maneuvering things with your feet even though your child has arms they end up being like very good at using their feet 
Right. Yeah. Maybe it's stuff like that, that like, can you like have skills that you develop that you then genetically pass on to your child? Huh. Um, well, that's much more interesting than the movie we watched. <laughs> yes. But anyway, so you cannot do that. That's not how genetics work. And also you cannot pass on genetic mutations to people by biting them. <laughs> so bite away. <laughs> <laughs> it might have other problems that it won't pass on genetic mutations. <laughs> Um, so then the window yeah. is opened, which is weird because earlier it wasn't, but now it is. And yes. um, do they do they get attacked by a zombie or do they like get a flat tire first? Oh, is, did they get a flat tire? Is that what happened? Yeah, I thought they just. Oh, I thought they just stopped and I and then like it's and then like they get attacked and then at some point they leave. I'm like, why are you leaving the car? <laughs> no, they get a flat, and she says, okay. I don't have a spare. And they all look at her like, why are you so useless as to not have a spare? <laughs> but no one says anything. And then there's a zombie and it reaches through the open window. And I was like, how long has that window been open? And why would you have your window open when you were running from zombies? I I don't know. Maybe somebody <laughs> farted. There might have been a good reason. <laughs> I feel like when you know there are zombies, there's no reason that's good enough. <laughs> I mean, you don't know what they ate. They ate, like, uh, four fry-ups between them. That's a lot of fry-ups. That blood sausage, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, there's a zombie, and it attacks them. And they jump out of the car. And because, I guess, a lot of things have been exploding, there's a lot of just, like, loose bricks everywhere. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it's a lot of convenient debris. So they just take turns. Yeah, they just take turns throwing bricks at the zombie. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which actually looked like fun. <laughs> yeah, it's like a... It's it's almost like Shaun of the Dead with the records. Yeah. Except, you know, <laughs> not as clever. Because it's set in England, there are so many times that I just really wanted, like, Simon Pegg or Nick Frost to just, like, walk on screen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is how it's done, guys. <laughs> we'll take it from here. <laughs> but alas, no. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's a movie where people like catch on to having to kill their loved ones. Yeah. <laughs> and you actually get characters and you get their names and their dynamics. And yeah. And you care what happens <laughs> to them. Exactly. <laughs> so they are running from the zombies. They go into... What, some, like, abandoned warehouse or something? Yeah, they're in an alley, and there's some zombies behind them and ahead of them, and they don't have any weapons anymore. So they're like, I guess we'll just go into one of these abandoned warehouses, because there's probably no zombies indoors. <laughs> Which, again, why? Why would you do that? <sighs> and there's, like, I don't know, maybe four zombies behind them and three ahead of them. It's not, mm-hmm. like, a horde. Right. So they go into the building... Then there's a horde. Yeah, then they find a horde. <laughs> Obviously, as soon as you go indoors, that's where the horde is. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a whole bit where they're like trying to keep the zombies out from like, like they're basically like trying to hold this door against some zombies. And one of them's like sticking his hand for some reason through the door. Yeah, 
I don't, I don't know. There was I guess like, maybe he's trying to push the zombies back with his hand while simultaneously they're trying to shut the door. Because, like, at first, the door is a regular door. It doesn't have a huge hole in it. And then there is a huge hole in it. Yes. And then his arm is through the gets hole. pulled through the hole. And then yes. zombies start gnawing on it. Yes. This is after we they spend the night in a room relatively safely. And we see that one of the guys has a engagement ring to give his girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. The engagement ring. I guess Benny, right? Yeah. So Benny is not the one who uh, gets bit at that point. That is the person whose name is apparently Gabe. Right. I don't remember anyone saying the name Gabe in the movie, but sure. (laughs) They say the name Gabe a lot in the next couple of scenes. Okay. And I apparently made note of this. Well, I'm glad you did because I didn't and I wanted to call him not a hat as a name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would have been pretty good. Um, and then call Benny hat because Benny wears a hat. <laughs> That's his yes, main hat attribute. Hat not hat. <laughs> yeah, so Gabe oh, slash and, not um, hat. Yeah. And then there's uh, the waitress. She gets a hammer away from a dead man who hasn't been zombified i guess maybe his his head was crushed in or something yeah so she's got a hammer uh so they're hiding from the zombie horde they end up going to the roof because of course they fucking go to the roof (laughs) and then they're on the roof for like 10 minutes and then they're like we can't stay on the roof (laughs) and they're like standing right next to the door from which they just came out and they're just kind of looking at each other and then looking out onto the city. And they're just indecisive, like, what what do we do now? And earlier, yeah. they were like, where are we going? It doesn't matter. We just have to get away from the city to another place. And it's like... Despite the fact that those places will also be clearly infected with zombies. <laughs> it's like, I, I think you need a little bit of a plan. Like, you can have contingency plans or understand that things might change, but like, I don't see why it hurts to say, let's aim for the airport or aim for a big hospital or I don't know. Right. <laughs> they, they're just aimless and they're just standing on this roof being like, I don't want to be on this roof. Should <laughs> we look around? No. Should we go back inside? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> also, at this point, Gabe starts to be not doing super well. And everyone's like, Gabe, you're going to be okay. And I'm just sitting there being like, Gabe's not going to be fucking okay, (laughs) y'all. Yeah, I was like, oh, no, he's not. No, no, he's not. (laughs) You saw the other two people. Yeah. And also, you are hiding from a zombie horde. How are you so slow on the uptake about the fact that, face it, you're going to need to murder your friend? Yeah, you'd think, because usually in these situations, there's like the person who's closest to that individual who's hurt and they're like no we can't i'm sure there's a cure i'm sure it'll be fine not everyone is getting sick and then the other people are like we need to take this seriously we need to do it but everyone's on board with the not killing him plan and no one's even saying but what if but when but how you know like no one's even trying to have that conversation they're all just like no 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 it's fine Right. Literally, nobody raises the possibility that oh you just got bit probably you're gonna be zombie in like ten minutes. 
there should at least be one person who's concerned about this, but no. Right, no, and no one is. Everyone's just like, you're going to be fine, Gabe. You're good. (laughs) (laughs) Keep your chin up. (laughs) And they basically continue to be just like very chill about this until Gabe dies and then comes back as a zombie, at which point (laughs) nameless hero man still is like, Gabe, buddy, like, stop with this, like, silly trying to bite me thing. Like, be cool, Gabe. <laughs> and then British girl, like, hit, like hits him in the head with a hammer because at least somebody fucking does something. She's the only one with a weapon this entire movie except for Pete with the pan. Yes, she's the only one with a weapon. She's also the only one who seems to grasp the concept of killing zombies. The great part about that scene, too, is... They go to the roof, they go back in, they run back out, they're back on the roof. Oh, there's a fire escape. It's like, you dumbass. Why didn't you notice that before? There was a fire escape before. (laughs) (laughs) And so they start going down the fire escape. Gabe is like, I'm not going down there because I'm not feeling so good. And then he dies. And then we have a moment of like, what do we do? And finally, waitress girl runs past him while dragging a hammer behind her and just kind of knocks him without having to look at it (laughs) (laughs) which was interesting technique but I was like that sounds like something I would do I wouldn't want to just like stand up top of him and just bludgeon him to death that's kind of (laughs) rough yeah I mean especially I mean they kind of know each other at least Uh, although she is the one who least actually knows Gabe so yeah I mean she doesn't really know any of them she just met them that morning the other four of them are all friends yeah so i can see how it would be i mean i feel like if a better version of this would have been them arguing about how they don't want to kill him and her being like no we have to kill him and then them being like you're not part of our group yeah or them in the foreground like trying to decide who is the one who has to be the one to do it and they go back and forth and she slips away from them and just does it. And yeah. then she's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So there are ways this conflict could have been done well. And none of them were what was done. <laughs> no. <laughs> then they notice they're near a hospital and she's like, my sister works at a hospital. We should go see if my sister's there. Right. Um, so then of course they just like waltz cheerily into the hospital um again this is also the moment where i'm definitely like have any of these people ever seen a zombie movie (laughs) (laughs) maybe in this universe zombie movies like that's there's no such thing (laughs) maybe um and then i guess that's like something that happens in other zombie movies that in other zombie movies there's like a pretense that zombies aren't a thing that you know about and therefore know how to deal with them right but uh yeah so they go to the hospital. I was totally assuming she was going to have to murder her sister. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I assumed that, like, she wouldn't be able to find her sister, but that they would have to, like, fight their way out of the hospital. Um, But there wasn't really a horde. There's, like, a couple of stragglers that they have to fight, but n- not, like, a huge crush of people. <laughs> To be honest, I feel like if they were more on top of their shit, they could have gotten out of that. They could have gotten out of there safely. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But this um, hospital scene has my favorite part. 
<laughs> which is when they all go into the uh, elevator together. <laughs> and they're all like standing there nervously because they don't know what they're going to see on the other side. <laughs> and then it opens and there's like a zombie who's like shuffling towards them. And he's just like pressing the close button really rapidly. <laughs> I laughed. I thought that was a good joke. Yeah, that was a pretty that was pretty good. Like that was a solid scene. <laughs> um so they're kind of wandering around. At some point they end up splitting up so nameless ones are together and Benny and his girlfriend are together. Um the nameless ones talk to some doctor who looks like he's really seen some shit. <laughs> he's had a rough day <laughs> he's got like blood on his face he looks very haggard he kind of reminded me of that uh, scientist that gets murdered by the alien in Independence Day I haven't seen that movie in like 20 years I'm sorry Okay. <laughs> my, my parents are very into like watching it yearly on 4th of July so I did not watch <laughs> it this year because I was in I think England but I have watched it many times <laughs> Isn't that, like, treason to hang out with uh, the English on the 4th of July? (laughs) (laughs) Probably, yeah. (laughs) So, I was in England, but I feel like I was actually mostly hanging out with, like, Spanish and Catalan people. So, maybe that makes up for it. I don't know. (laughs) Sure. Which side were they on during the war? The French were on our side, but I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, they may not have cared. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like they were just, like, not involved in the whole thing yeah they weren't bothered yeah i could be wrong i'm i'm not an american historian (laughs) write in if you are (laughs) (laughs) one day my dad will listen to this and he'll be very embarrassed that i don't know what the spanish were doing during the uh, american revolution is he big into the american revolution he is yeah he's uh Um... he's very big into history he actually is like written an article that got published on uh, the Whiskey Rebellion, which is like early United States. So, huh. yeah. Um, yeah. So as I said, he'll, uh, I think deep down he knows the truth that most of my knowledge about early American history comes from Hamilton, but. <laughs> <laughs> if so, there was a verse yeah. about the Spanish in uh, Hamilton, we would be all over it. <laughs> So there actually is one that after the revolution, um, the king says that he's fighting with France and with Spain, but I'm not sure if he's fighting with Spain because of anything that has to do with the revolution or if the Spanish just like decided they wanted to fight with him because he seemed weak or something. Quite possibly. It could have also been like roots or something like we want this trade route or something. Right. Yeah. Like so I <laughs> They were both fighting for dominance, you know. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so they're in the hospital. Um, you have this haggard doctor who also is like, well, I can't leave. I have this one last patient. And then we just like have the doc, like overhear the doctor, like tending to somebody like moaning in a bed or something, which is a thing that seems like a story that we are just like not going to get at all. Was it his kid? I mean, maybe, but there was not any, I don't think there was any, like, in-movie reason inherently to think that beyond the idea that it might make sense. I just thought it sounded like a kid moaning, but I I don't know. <laughs> I cared more about him and, like, that kid behind the curtain than anybody else. 
Right. Like, I feel like that would have been interesting. Like, I wanted to know what was happening with the doctor and, uh, like, yeah, the kid behind the curtain and, like, what's going on with that. Like, is it his kid? Is he just, like, a really dedicated doctor? Like, is the kid a zombie already and he's still, like, staying to care for him? Or is the kid not a zombie and he wants to protect the kid from being a zombie? Like, I don't know. I wanted to know what was happening. It was weird because as I was watching it, I was like, oh, that's sweet. He wants to tend to this kid who's obviously not going to survive, but be with him in his last moments to kind of like ease him into death. And then I also assumed that he was dying because of the outbreak, but that doesn't make sense. (laughs) So he must have just been dying for a regular reason. Oh, right. Yeah, that's that's my guess is that it was just a dying patient of his that he wanted to, yeah, stay with him and have him not just be like alone and then eaten by zombies. Yeah, which is compassionate. It is. Yeah. This doctor, he's maybe the best person in the movie, but we'll never know. <laughs> after this, we never see him again. Nope. <laughs> Um, instead we get more of the Americans. So the blonde girl actually murders a zombie with scissors, which I was pleasantly surprised at the fact that she actually did a good job of killing a zombie. Yeah. Good honor. Um, but simultaneously at this point, we've already seen that the zombie before she got it, uh, bit Benny. And so I'm like, well, I bet you're not going to be quite so good with that scissors with those scissors when it's your fiance in like four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Carmen agrees. <laughs> um, she sees the box in his um, like pocket or something, I guess. Mm-hmm. And realizes, oh, you were going to propose. Uh-huh. And then he proposes while he's lying there getting progressively paler and more dead looking, but also sweaty. <laughs> And she he, wears yeah. the ring. Uh-huh. So Does yes, she he, kiss him? Yeah. Yes, she does kiss That near grossed zombie. me out. <laughs> it did. Yeah, that was real gross. <laughs> I was like, don't kiss him. If the whole idea is that it can be like, you know, given to someone through a bite, like, don't be sticking your tongue in his mouth. Yes, seriously. <laughs> that shit's going to like bite your tongue off and then you're going to be a fucking tongueless zombie. So... <laughs> You won't even taste, you know, juicy fat babies as you're eating them. (laughs) (laughs) Think ahead. (laughs) So I do, however, want to give some props to Benny. Because Benny is the first of this group of people to, like, fucking figure out the zombie thing. (laughs) (laughs) I guess Waitress, like, kind of figured it out. Oh, yeah. But, like, of the Americans, Benny is the first to be just, like, yeah, no, I'm going to be a zombie in, like, five minutes. Please leave before I eat you. (laughs) I don't think he says the line, please leave before I eat you. But I think he's just like, you have to go. You know what's going to happen. You have to go. Yeah, and he says something like, before it's too late or something. Yeah, it's, like, (laughs) vaguer than, before I try to gnaw off your face. (laughs) Yes. But she wants to stay with him. (laughs) Yes, and did I think he literally has to like shove her out of the room and then lock the lock door, the door yeah. and like lock himself in. Yeah, but she does a good job of you know being 
upset and beside herself and sobbing and you know traumatized yeah. from having to stab someone in the face and yeah be affianced to someone and then immediately see him die before her eyes mm-hmm. and then turn into a zombie who wants to eat her brain <laughs> it's been a rough day for her and yeah. she does a good jo- good job you know sobbing her eyes out yeah also i guess it's a good thing that zombies aren't very bright because the door clearly must be locked from the inside and we see him turn into a zombie but clearly does not figure out that he could in fact unlock the door yeah (laughs) that is one good thing about zombies they're stupid yes (laughs) most of the time they can't run Uh (laughs) but they're highly contagious yes and also nameless dude is also clearly just not getting it once again that the reason Benny is locking himself in here and also that he now looks like bloodshot eyes, dead and raving is that he is now a zombie and you yelling, Benny, come on, man, through the door (laughs) is not going to help matters. I just would love to see our nameless character in like all situations. I have to imagine that's what he does (laughs) all the time, you know? Yeah. Like someone's like a little drunk and, you know, they won't come along. Hey, man, come on, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. if someone is is asking for money. Hey, man, come on, man. You said I could pay you slightly less. <laughs> He's like in front of a judge and has to fight a ticket. Hey, man, come, come on, on, man. man. <laughs> Be cool. <laughs> Also, then there's like a spinoff where Gabe is uh, like a doctor's assistant of some kind in a hospital and just keeps telling people like, come on, man, you're going to be fine. And the doctor's like, no, they are not. You really have to stop saying that. <laughs> so I guess finally they give up on finding her sister in the hospital and they manage to lose Benny. So our nameless heroes and blonde girl so I guess now everyone who has a name is now dead <laughs> it's a real inversion of expectations usually uh-huh. it's the the people with names that get to stick to the end of the movie yeah exactly so uh, they take off um I guess they just go to the woods yeah I also okay they were in London <laughs> I guess, okay, I guess they'd gotten to, like, they went to the place, like, they went to the place where they were in the weird warehouse, but I kind of thought that was still in London. And I then don't they know how the long they've hosp- been driving. Yeah. But, like, and then they were in the hospital, and then now they're just, like, able to be in five seconds in the woods. So, I don't know. I don't know where they are. It's almost like a dream, because it was, like... And then I was in this hospital and then I was in the woods and then I was in my hometown, but it like wasn't my hometown at the same time. And and then it was my sister, but it wasn't my sister at the same time. And I was with this guy and I like loved him, but I didn't know his name. And that didn't seem strange. I think he was American for some reason. (laughs) And he also had family in Heathersfield, which doesn't really make sense. Anyways, it was a crazy dream. (laughs) That should have been the ending. I would love that. (laughs) (laughs) So they're running through the woods. Okay. Does blonde girl stop because she lost her fucking engagement ring from her fucking zombie (laughs) fiance? (laughs) 
Uh, would it make you mad if I said, yes, that's exactly what happened? <laughs> that was, pr- I was pretty sure that was what happened. And I was so angry about it. <laughs> I just see like in my mind's eye, you like pause the movie and you have to do like some deep breathing and like get yourself a glass of water and just like recenter. And then like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to finish this movie. I asked for a glass of water, and then it's like, fuck, that means I get to turn into a zombie. <laughs> oh, no. It's a sign. <laughs> so, yeah, so she loses her engagement ring from her zombie fiancé, and then <laughs> That's erotic stops. fiction from Tina Belcher. <laughs> zombie fiancé. <laughs> and then all of the zombies' butts were just all over the place. <laughs> So she's like scrabbling through the dirt, looking for her fucking engagement ring. <laughs> Not paying attention to what's around her. Again. <laughs> oh no. And so then of course, the other people who are far ahead of her because they didn't, you know, decide to drop jewelry and then look for it for 20 minutes like idiots. They hear her screaming and run back. <laughs> By which point she has been bitten and... Uh, I guess she's been bitten and also, like, got impaled on a tree branch? Yeah, she fell backward onto a pointy tree branch, and uh, now she can't move. She's just squirming around on that branch like a shish kebab. Yep, so Waitress kind of sits with her while she's dying and kind of soothes her, basically, until she zombies it on back up. Yeah, she's doing her classic, let me rub your arms up and down again. <laughs> it's the only first date anyone knows. She did that to the first woman that came into the cafe after being blown up. <laughs> uh-huh. Rub their arms and give them a glass of water and they'll be good as new. <laughs> I would have loved if they just like really just steered hard into like the British stereotypes. And she was just like, <laughs> would you like a cuppa? <laughs> <laughs> That'll that, fix that's you right all you up. need. <laughs> but yeah, no, she zombies out. Yeah, she zombies out. She's also doing the like, I'm just going to gently rub your arm thing while nameless dude is single handedly trying to drown a zombie. Oh, I know. I'm like, <laughs> you can deal with that later. Could you help him out so he doesn't die? <laughs> right. Like, she's she's not moving. She's impaled. You're all good. Or at least, like, toss him the hammer. He doesn't have any weapons. Yes. So she's just <laughs> sitting there kind of, like, softly, like, you know, rubbing her, rubbing this woman's arm. Well, yeah, he is completely alone trying to kill a zombie. Yeah, by In the drowning book. it, which I don't think works. No. Eventually, I guess he finds a branch or so. I don't remember. I think it's a rock. He bludgeons yeah. him with a rock. Yeah, as you do. And then there's blood in the stream. And I'm like, is he, like, tainting the water supply? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. They really focused on the blood in the water. I'm like, oh, that's going to mean something. And it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> well, maybe that's why uh, things are not going well. And maybe that's why things are going especially poorly when they get to Heathersfield but oh maybe Heathersfield is downstream <laughs> exactly all the like 12 people who weren't zombies already uh they they really they really got it after that all four surviving zo- donkeys are now zombie donkeys oh why are there never animal zombies 
I'm trying to think if I know of any zombie animals. Well, in Contagion, it's a monkey. Is he a zombie? I thought Contagion was like a real disease. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the monkey just has like Ebola. <laughs> <laughs> What's Ebola if not a type of zombie disease? <laughs> True. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, that's it's kind of like the real life version of a zombie monkey. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I can't think of any zombie movies with. I, I think didn't that Brad Pitt movie Z Nation or something? Didn't that have a few zombie animals? I don't know. I don't think I saw that one. I did, but it didn't leave much of an impression, to be honest. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> So then I guess they're just in her hometown at some point. In, I don't know. The maybe they teleport. <laughs> or they just walked from London to Heathersfield through a wood. I mean, they drew, they were in a car for like an hour. Maybe. <laughs> Arguably. Or maybe six hours. Who could say? Also, now this American dude is just kind of wandering around and he's like hanging around with like rando waitress chick who he met an hour ago and all of his friends are dead. And he seems oddly a little chill about this. Come on, dude. People (laughs) die, dude. Get over it. (laughs) (laughs) So they just, I guess, go to her house and her sister is sitting on the porch as you do. Yeah. Zombies are running around everywhere. So sit outside and just cry into your hands not looking around you Uh uh-huh and then she says no we can't go inside because i guess her parents are just inside and zombies and sitting there or did she kill her parents yeah i'm not sure if it's such a gruesome scene inside she doesn't want her sister to see it because maybe it only just happened or if her parents are just like walking into the corners of the room because they're (laughs) like roombas at this point (laughs) right (laughs) zombies do have a lot in common with roombas (laughs) They both suck. Well, no, no, that's more of a vampire thing. <laughs> that's it. That's just like regular zombies and vampires, but uh, but yeah, but like Roombas and Roombas and zombies, they've got a similar like shambling motion quality. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they both probably scare my cat. <laughs> well, that would be a good indication then. If your cat seems freaked out, it's either you know a robot vacuum or the undead. <laughs> Good to keep in mind. (laughs) Warn me when the zombies come, Carm. (laughs) So now it's these two sisters and rando American dude are buddying up. And at this point, he's like, you know what I should do? Nicole, right? What? I think the sister's named Nicole. Yes, the sister's named Nicole. Because again, if you're not a major (laughs) character, then then you you have a name. name. (laughs) So he decides that, you know what? I'm in Heathersfield. Who cares if it's a zombie apocalypse? I still think this is a great time to go visit these relatives that I've never met before. I mean, if I were in the middle of a town I didn't know and I had nowhere to be, then I'd be like, hey, are you still alive and okay? Can I still spend the night at your place? (laughs) I mean, I guess it's like as good a person to turn to as any. Yeah. (laughs) 
And turns out he uh, gets lucky in that regard in that uh, his cousin Owen is alive. And so this is Owen from the beginning of the movie. He's come back. <laughs> and we're like, okay, I, <laughs> sure. <laughs> also, Owen came off to me as real creepy in this scene. Yeah, I got to admit, by the time they got to Owen's place, I kind of mentally checked out of this movie, so I don't really have a lot of impressions. <laughs> I was just stoked that Owen was back, because I thought Owen, I thought we were just going to like forget about Owen from the beginning of the movie, and then I was like, Owen! <laughs> My dude. <laughs> so, they're in Owen's house. There's this ridiculous scene where the waitress decides to take a bath and then nearly fucking drowns in the bathtub for no good reason. She has to walk around the house practically naked. And there's then a, runs that's into a very Owen, good reason. who again is real fucking creepy. <laughs> and uh, I was confused because for some reason I thought maybe she was related to him and that he was friends with um, main character's sister. But he's, I guess, cousins with main character and main character's sister who died a year ago. Yes. And Another he thing. and Nicole don't know each yes. other. But it's a small right. town, so she should know him. Right. You would think, <laughs> or you would think that Owen would be like, oh, yes, I know your parents, at least. Right. Like, I know of you and your people, even if I don't, like, know you. <laughs> yeah, which, that didn't come up. So, whatever. But, That's fine. Yeah. I guess, at some point, what's also, I guess also, yeah, at some point, main nameless main character man does explain that the reason he wanted to come to England and meet his relatives was because his sister died somehow and that inspired him to go and meet some random British relatives. I think she had spent some time in England and because okay. she had spent time in England, she had decided to take the opportunity to like get to know family and got kind of close to them. And then like because her last months on Earth were spent with uh these people he wanted to like remember his sister with them so that's why he was going over there oh okay that's i, I missed that apparently i missed a lot of that apparently <laughs> i'm just like wait his sister's dead and he wants to meet these people all right fine whatever <laughs> but i thought for some reason they were like just friends of hers i didn't realize that it was family but yeah he he talks about that when they spend the night in the warehouse oh okay i was clearly not paying that much attention during the night in the warehouse <laughs> Apparently that was like before my brain shut off entirely. So so she's about to drown in the bathtub because why not just have her nearly drown in the bathtub until she's woken up by the car alarm going off outside. The car alarm turns out to be Owen's neighbor, Eddie. So Owen has to shoot Eddie. Bye, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Fairly well. It's also at this point where waitress is then wandering around the house naked or in a towel whatever and here's some no a weird noise and her idea of course in this movie when she hears a weird noise behind a door is let me just go and open the door and see what's happening with that does she do the tippy hedron thing of i'm gonna open a door step inside without really looking inside and then shut the door behind me no, she just kind okay. of peeks in. She opens the door like a crack and kind of peeks in. So she could have been dumber. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But then as she's kind of poking inside, and so she's poking inside, and inside we see 
Owen's wife, Jane, zombie Jane. And this is surprising because we assumed that Owen had killed Jane after she tried to attack him in the very first scene. But no. <laughs> no. In fact, he decided he, I guess, overpowered Jane and then just tied up Jane in a room, in a storage room somewhere. Is she upstairs or no? I think so. That seems strange. Like if I had a zombie I wanted out of the way, I would probably put them in the nearest room and shut the door. Like I wouldn't carry them yeah. upstairs. <laughs> that That's seems true. like a lot of extra effort. <laughs> That's very true. How did he carry the zombie upstairs? No, maybe he gagged her. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Can you knock them out without killing them? I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not so a scientist, yeah. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not an expert in this in zombie science. <laughs> nope. So he brings her up. So he yeah, has apparently brought her upstairs, um, explains that he just couldn't kill her. Waitress is unimpressed with the situation. Her friends are also unimpressed with the situation and are trying to talk Owen into killing her. At which point they're like, you know, that thing is dangerous. And he goes, that thing is my wife. Which was a weirdly funny line, I guess, at this point. <laughs> it's almost like those um, those old jokes that end with, that's no lady, that's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, that thing is my wife. Yeah, it's like almost like, it's like this movie is veering into a comedy and I don't think it's trying to. <laughs> no. It's also like they're like dude, they keep being like dude, you need to like fucking kill your wife, and then he's like, you're so young, so naive, so quick to judge. I know that that was an <laughs> odd use of the word naive because naive is right? like being hopeful when you should be a pragmatist, and he's being hopeful while they're being pragmatic. So I'm like, you're naive. <laughs> yeah, he's the one who's being naive. They're arguably, I guess, being quick to judge, though. Sure. In a zombie apocalypse, I think that's fine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so Owen is very convinced about the fact that he doesn't want to kill his wife. He does, however, go up to, I guess, get the gun, which he's left in the room with his zombie wife. Because where else would you leave your gun? I would love it if he was just like, well, that's where the gun rack is. And they're like, that's still <laughs> stupid. And he's like... Well, you put your keys on the key ring, and you put your shoes on the shoe rack, and you put your gun in the gun rack. What's and wrong with you? And you put your that? zombie in your designated zombie room. <laughs> and if that's upstairs, you gotta put it upstairs. And if that's in the same room as the gun rack, what you gonna do? <laughs> Take it up with the realtor. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why the realtor put the gun rack and the zombie storage facility in the same room. I'm not the architect of this building. <laughs> Also, I could swear that the, that the, so she's actually like on a bed, I think. Yeah. And she's tied to the bed. This room is the size of a fucking closet. <laughs> if this is ordinarily supposed to be like an actual like bedroom, like, I don't know, guest bedroom or something. Man, I hope they do not get a lot of guests because that does not look comfortable. <laughs> I don't know. It's an older house, but in the country, you would just suppose they would have a little more room. Right. I mean, you would think that if they had something that was being designated as a bedroom, it would at least look like it was more than an inch wider than the bed. I don't know. I feel like all the rooms I've spent that I've like seen in England are all like teeny tiny. 
you know, maybe it's that. I don't know. Maybe an English person wouldn't find this room so weird. His like, zombie oh, and this gun luxury. I, I have, you know, an inch of room <laughs> to like actually make the bed when I want to. That's where you put the gun rack. <laughs> That's where you put the gun rack. <laughs> so, which also then raises the question of why the gun rack is in the guest room, but... <laughs> <laughs> Just to be mildly threatening, like, maybe don't overstay your welcome. Maybe leave when we told you to. Or maybe do overstay your welcome, because you got the guns now. <laughs> but you don't have the ammo. <laughs> so he goes in to get his gun. Of course, the wife gets loose. Jane gets loose. Jane bites him. And then he, I guess, I, does she get loose and then he still has to fucking kill her? I don't know. All I know is that the other three people run to the church. Yeah, well, so Owen helps them get to the church because Owen gets bit by his wife and uh, Owen kind of goes downstairs and there's a zombie horde coming at them. And Owen's like, I'll, you know, stay here and distract them. And uh, Nameless Man is like, no, like, you can't, like, you can't do that. We all leave together. And then Owen shows him the bite and is like, I can feel it inside me. (laughs) (laughs) It's just another great line. I can feel it inside me. (laughs) This is why I still have. This is why I have four pages of notes. <laughs> it's because I just need to write down that line. <laughs> so they run to the church. They're fucking running through a graveyard. Of course, they're running through a goddamn graveyard. <laughs> um, there, they go into the church. Um, at this point, finally, oh shit. I know his name. I know the man's name. I wrote it down. What? <laughs> Ten minutes before the end of the movie. I wrote down apparently his name is Jim. Okay. Jim is our main guy. Uh-huh. I didn't notice it earlier when I was skimming through my notes. But now I found it. His name is Jim. Oh, man. <laughs> so... Jim is very upset. He starts complaining like, my friends, they all came for me and now they're all dead. Which my immediate response was, I mean, you heard on the news that this happened in America too. So probably they'd be dead anyway. Yeah, because it's like all over the world. Yeah, like the fact that it's not like you came to England and the zombie apocalypse is only in England and they're dead. Yeah. Like these are not these are not people who would have made it even if they were in America. Also, I found it so strange when they were listening to the radio and it was like, this is happening across the world. And I don't know where it was that they were hearing this news. I guess it was from like the BBC or something, but it was just like America. I'm like, that's 3000 miles wide. Where? Washington, D.C.? <laughs> Pasadena, California? <laughs> and it's also great because I think those are the Little only Rock, places Arkansas? that get mentioned are just England and America. <laughs> It's only English-speaking countries. Now it's Canada. Now it's Australia. That's on the wrong side of the world. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) The aliens really have it out for English speakers. They're like, your language and grammar do not make sense, and we don't like it. (laughs) Also, learn another fucking language. (laughs) All of you, your language education is atrocious, and you know no other languages. Guilty. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so they're in the church they're going to try to get up to the roof of the church because of course they want to go up to a roof because these people always want to go up to roofs 
Jim, now that we know his name, he yes. tries to lock the door, but the lock in the door is broken. Like the pin is not oriented the right direction or something. Anyways, he has to hold the l- key in place in order for it to keep locked. Yes. And so they decide it's better to unlock another door using the key than it is to keep this one door locked. And yes. so he is just going to muscle shut the door himself, toss over the keys to his friends, and they're going to open this other door so they can go to the roof so they can have a distress signal because they have like a ham radio or something. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's right. That's why they go to the roof is because the radio works better on the roof. The two-way it's, radio. Yeah. I don't know. Uh <laughs> This is when I texted you. That's not how doors work. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. No. Also, but then was, I like Googled yeah. and it turns out that you, the pin can accidentally get like mixed around. And I was like, oh, okay, that's <laughs> fine then. <laughs> also, it was in this point, I guess. So at first they need to unlock the door and they're like, and they're trying to look for the key. And then they're like, the key must be in here somewhere. And my immediate thought is, actually, why would it be in here somewhere? Why would it not be on a key ring being carried by the, you know, priest or sexton or whoever, who is almost certainly a zombie now? I mean, how many keys do they suppose this door has? There might be a door, a key there, but it's more likely that there's like two copies and that like two people who work at the church have it <laughs> right exactly but of course you know the key is just like sitting like i don't know behind the fucking altar in the church or something uh, yeah i guess or was it already <laughs> in the door i don't know yeah i anyway so they find the key they have the whole thing with like jim like holding the door and trying to distract the zombies i assume jim this is actually the moment at which i wrote down his name is because uh, they're like waitress is yelling like jim and I'm like, oh, Jim. And then I'm like, well, bye, Jim. Because <laughs> I definitely assumed Jim was dead. Uh, I, I forget exactly what happens here. But, like, they're running up the stairs. But they keep, like, looking behind them. And it's, like, one flight of stairs. And I'm like, just run up the stairs. It's like, Stop it's looking a very behind wind- you. It's a very, like, winding flight of stairs. Yeah, it's like... Um, a spiral staircase but like just run up the stairs it's not like one of them is limping or something and you're like oh are they gonna make it like Mm -hmm. they're three fit people with no defect running upstairs like just run up the damn stairs right well I guess Jim Jim is busy holding off the zombies and so then they're up just the two women are upstairs for a minute and then I guess Jim somehow gets away as I said I 100% assumed Jim was dead uh, but Jim didn't die. Jim escaped. Yeah. And Jim gets up on the roof, at which point it immediately turns out that they, you know, or they sort of like try the radio and then they're like, well, not sure if that's reaching anyone. And then they just kind of stand there and hold hands. And then and it's like, yeah. And then it's like, oh, end of movie. Isn't that a haunting image? Maybe they'll make it. Maybe they won't. And then over the credits, somebody actually hears their message and like starts heading their way. And I'm like, you can't put that over the credits. That's that's part of the they, plot. <laughs> but then they announce that like when they're doing that over the credits, they go like, I think they say that like, I oh, I think they say that they see them. 
or wait, is it before? I guess it's like right before that, that they like, they're like, we have eyes on some people on the top of the church, but we don't know if they're survivors or more zombies awaiting orders, extract or shoot to kill. Oh yeah. So we still don't know <laughs> if they're going to be like shot or saved. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, surprise, end of the movie. <laughs> I don't know why you couldn't just use like a megaphone down to them and be like, hey, write SOS using objects around you if you're understanding me and hopefully you're English speaking. <laughs> Otherwise, right. I'm shooting you whether or not you're a zombie. <laughs> That's actually a good point that given that I'm sure they do not speak any other languages, do you think they could 100% clearly distinguish a person speaking French from a zombie? From, a, well, if they gave like commands in English and the person didn't understand them and they're just like no. flailing around, then no. <laughs> and if they're say like yelling something at a foreign language, like whoop, I don't, I don't know. They're just grunting, I guess. Kill them. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out the, the helicopter pilot just really hates the French. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it does seem like you could do a very obvious, you know, whatever the version of a touring test is, but for whether or not you're a zombie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then be able to, yeah, either extract or kill them. Yeah. I don't know what that would be, but. No, but I mean, as you said, like, yeah, give some kind of command, like, yeah, like, I don't know, try to like spell the word. Like, I, they could spell the word SOS with their bodies. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, SOS would maybe be hard, but like, do the YMCA. <laughs> Everybody do the Macarena, stat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could give them some kind of, uh, or like, or even just like something very simple. Like, if you understand me, then, uh, you know, walk in a like straight line and then in a circle. Yeah. Yeah. Just like anything that requires like a visible motion that would involve mild, like, precision and understanding directions. Right. No. But, no. <laughs> They're probably shoot, dead. Who knows? Whatever. Yeah, they probably just shot up the, that church. <laughs> yeah, just probably. Bombed the church all to hell. They're probably just like, fuck it, we're just gonna bomb the church, whatever. It's too much trouble. <laughs> uh, but it's a UNESCO <laughs> heritage site. I don't care. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. <laughs> well... I think it's at least not quite medieval, so. <laughs> That's true. So, so I'm not going to complain. Whatever, bomb the church, <laughs> fuck it. Not That's my a modern church. <laughs> I only care about medieval stuff. <laughs> All the good medieval churches, uh, Henry VIII fucked up in the dissolution of the monasteries. It's fine. <laughs> and you're still bitter about it, gosh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there are some nice English churches. I just don't think this particular one looked like it was medieval. It looked like 17th century. <laughs> so. All right. Well. This was certainly a movie. Yes, it was. I think we can um, judge this movie based on how good a movie was and how mockable we found it. So should we do one to five zombies for mockability? Yes. Uh, what's the most mockable? Is, mo is five the most mockable? Yeah. Okay. I would maybe only give this like a three it had a lot of ridiculous lines but also a lot of it was just felt like a kind of fairly boring mediocre zombie movie yeah i i want to give it like one star i want to like almost give it more stars because i feel like they 
obviously had no budget and everyone was like pulling together to make this work. And I really appreciated that. And for the first like 30 minutes, I was entertained by like, what if we just all got together and tried to make a movie? Like that spirit in it was like really cute. And then it just overstayed its welcome. And it's like, you don't have to do a feature length film, like just do a short subject like you don't need it to be like an hour and a half you don't have that much story they're just wandering around and dying (laughs) yeah for for overall quality I'd probably give it maybe two stars it's not the worst movie I've ever seen no it's not the worst movie I've ever seen either (laughs) (laughs) then again I've seen movies like Birdemic and The Room so I don't know (laughs) if that's really a lot of praise (laughs) Right. But yeah, in terms of mockability, like maybe two zombies, just because like at the beginning when they don't seem to understand what the heck is going on, that's pretty funny. And the fact that she's like looking for her stupid ring. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so mad about that. And then that one scene with the elevator and he just looked like an antisocial person, like, oh, I don't want to let you on. I don't want to let you on. But it's like a zombie that could kill them all. That was pretty funny. But um, yeah, the rest of it was just like, what if we just wandered around the woods forever? Right. And, you know, as I said, I, d- I did appreciate Owen's line, that thing is my wife. I think that, <laughs> I think that line has a lot of uses. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I want to use that for my spouse someday. <laughs> that thing is my spouse. <laughs> Oh yeah, if I ever if I ever get married again, I'm gonna use that just all the time. <laughs> just anytime anyone says even like a mild criticism of them, like, <laughs> oh, he's not a very good dancer, is he? That thing is my spouse. <laughs> just constantly. Whoa, what? <laughs> I just said he wasn't that good a dancer. I don't know. And you called him a thing. That's way worse. <laughs> so any married people out there, you should adopt this. But first, have your spouse listen to this. Otherwise, that's not going to go well. <laughs> Otherwise, your spouse could be like, why are you calling me a thing every time anyone like says anything mildly impolite about me? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <sighs> so where can people find uh, Media Evil if they want to hear you talk more about medieval um, churches and stuff <laughs> and things? Yes. So if you want to hear me talk about those medieval churches, uh, and also I would say much of the time talk about bad movies, although there is some exception to that, but specifically bad medieval movies, um, you can find my podcast Media Evil on iTunes and slash Apple Podcasts and other podcasting platforms. And uh, also we'd love for you to follow uh, the podcast on Twitter at Media Evil Pod. That's M-E-D-I-A-E-V-A-L-P-O-D. And come join the Media Evil Facebook group, where we have uh, discussions about all things related to the Middle Ages and popular culture. Sounds good. How do you spell that again? M-E-D-I-A-E-V-A-L-P-O-D is the Twitter handle. And the podcast is Media Evil, so it's M-E-D-I-A dash E-V-A-L. Great. Yes. But somebody told me not to put dashes in a Twitter handle. (laughs) So... Yeah, I have no idea how to uh, make good or bad Twitter handles. I'm barely on it 
myself. I'm trying to look up exactly what my Twitter handle is because I always forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am barely on Twitter myself. But <laughs> if you want to follow me, it's at, at NABM podcast. And keep listening wherever it is you are listening. Get your friends to listen and uh, rate and review. If you don't want to like leave a whole like in-depth review you can just five stars and move on with your day but it would really help and we'd really (laughs) appreciate it (laughs) and we'll see you in a month thanks for listening bye bye